is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin. It is Friday afternoon. We're going to talk a little recruitment in a second. We did not do a podcast yesterday uh, specifically because Serial was out and there was no purpose in putting a podcast out because nobody was listening to any other podcast save for Serial yesterday. So we'll jump right into it. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. It is Friday. My name is Eric Hulkerin. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. Eric Hulkerin on a Friday afternoon, uh, joined by our recruitment expert, Nikki Gunderson. Uh, She is here because I find that this time of year, Nikki, is when people start going... They get a little bit antsy uh, and they think, you know, I've been here for a year or eight months or it's not going the way that I want it to go. And I'm going to I'm going to start 2016 with that that new shiny thing that I want to do. And they go out there and then they don't do any of it right. Yep. So I brought you here because I kind of want to walk through, you know, as the holidays are coming up, there's a ton of networking events. We work specifically with a company here in Grand Rapids called Hello West Michigan, and they throw a lot of these things where you have an opportunity to meet whomever right at the organization and network and and what sort of things should people come prepared to do at all moments of the day so like what would be the first thing you would do if you wanted to change jobs right today december what are we 11th december 11th yeah so i i think that a lot of people make the mistake that finding a job is exceptionally challenging Uh, and i'm not and i'm not saying that it isn't um however there are just a lot of things that you can do in order to get your feet wet, whether you're actively looking or passively looking, um, because a new stat just came out by LinkedIn yesterday that 87% up from 85% of people who are currently employed are open to a new career 87%? Yeah, so it used to be 85% and now it's 87%. So that means that everybody... You know, looking to your left and to your right, more people than not would be <laughs> would be willing to, or I, I like to call it, would be a good listener should an employer reach out to them. And what that means is that if you're listening to this podcast, one of us is open to a new job. Just, just saying. Yeah, at the very least. <laughs> right. And there's nobody else in here, so it has to be one of us. So, okay, so 87% of people are, are open to have that conversation. Uh Boil that down to what are the what are the percentage and maybe you don't know the percentage, but what is the process if I'm in the we'll call it the 20 percent who are you're talking about passive recruitment, this idea that I'm open to a conversation, Nikki, if you want to hire me to do this cool thing at your company, let's talk about that. But what happens if I I actually want to make a move right now? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, you know, right now is a really great time. Another study produced by LinkedIn, coincidentally, um, shows that January marks a huge spike in recruitment and a huge spike in people getting hired for new jobs. So this is a, a really good time, even though it's it's kind of thought as a, of a lull, which I thought of and thought of it as a lull in, as you know until three days ago. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because you think in most places, and you and I have talked a lot about this offline, but most places kind of go dormant in in the next yeah. eight days, right? A lot but, of places shut their doors. Sure. And with holiday schedules, it's really challenging. You know, and I I've even found this since Thanksgiving that it's really challenging to get hiring directors and managers kind of all, all on the same page with vacation schedules. Um, but I would say the first thing that you need to do um, is update a resume. I know that sounds super lame, and they're almost becoming something of the past. However, regardless of any company, well, most companies, I should say, that, you, that you're that you going to apply to, at some point in the interview process, will ask for your resume. So even if it's not the item that gets your foot in the door, at one point or the other, 
for legal implications, you're going to need that on file. So always having an updated resume seems to me as, it's, as something that's really important because I say this all of the time and I think it's exceptionally important right now as the holidays ramp up and everyone's at holiday parties in the evenings and on the weekends. Um, you, you never know in, on your next flight if you're going to be sitting next to, you know, the CEO of HP or, you know, a vice president of Apple and making those connections are huge. So always a first impression. So with networking, you kind of want to know what I have a good idea also of what you're interested in. So I know a lot of people fall into the category of project management or operations and these very broad umbrellas. But if you can know a few things that you're looking for in your next career um, or a few things even that you're definitely not willing to do, um, I think that if you kind of have your elevator pitch and your ideas, just making sure that you can recite that at any time. Because again, with holiday networking, you never know who you're going to be standing next to. So when when I was in radio, we used to have this phrase that that people would come to do radio because uh, they didn't want to be the guy that makes potato cakes at Arby's, right? And, and because that was just the thing, you know, those were the two choices. Like, I'm going to be a, a DJ or I would be doing some sort of fast food. And nothing against Arby's, but I, I, I use that example because I'm assuming potato cakes are the hardest thing that they have to make because it takes them forever <laughs> to make them. Um, but so this idea of self-awareness, which is what you're talking about, so this elevator pitch, what are some things that people can do to, to boil that down? Because the worst thing I would imagine is that somebody gets on a flight next to me and, and starts talking about how they want to do marketing or they want to do digital advertising or they want to write or whatever. And you go, okay, well, what do you want to do for a living? They go, I, I mean, I don't know, like some stuff. Right. So how do you know, what's kind of some things that people can do to boil that self-awareness down to that 30 second. I would like to do this at this point in my life and then move on to this and then graduate to this and then voila, whatever. Yeah. So I think that's a great question. Um, ideally, I think, you know, if you're industry specific, having a few mediums or outlets that you follow. So, you know, if you are super into, um, you know, digital or growing companies, you know, mentioning Fast Company or kind of staying in the know, because I think that it's equally as important to stay up to date with industry knowledge as it is to obviously be prepared to answer any questions about the company that you're interviewing with. <laughs> so, and that's a mistake that a lot of people unfortunately make i would say most right they, yes. they get the interview and then then they stop they don't go to the website they don't go to the corporate website they don't troll people on linkedin and i don't mean troll in like the creepy sense but like but getting I, to know right, who you're interviewing i'm gonna interview i would imagine that you as the recruitment specialist here if i got an interview with you if you don't see on linkedin that i've been trolling your linkedin profile you probably go oh n not really an expert at this whole interview process because they haven't spent a minute trying to figure out who I am and what I do here. Absolutely. And it's a silly, easy mistake that, like you said, most make, um, which can be solved with anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes of your time before the interview. It, but I, I would say if you wanted to nail it, though, you probably should actual put some, actually put some muscle behind that, right? Right. Absolutely. I think it's equally as important to do research on the person you're interviewing with. So you, you know, their background, you know, what they may or may not want to hear because you always want to flex in an interview, um, as well as know about the company. It's generally here at MLive Media Group. It's one of the first questions that we ask our, um, interviewees and a lot of them flop just at that question about what do you know about MLive Media Group? Because fortunately for us, we do more than high school sports. <laughs> fair enough well and and that, that's um and i think that's a fair 
statement because anywhere you go, I, I would imagine this is not a rare thing. You know, if no. somebody is being hired at McDonald's or Staples or Target or Coca-Cola, they can probably go, oh, you do retail or you sell sugar water or you, but they wouldn't know any of the nuance of what Coke is trying to do on a grand scale in order to get into the, the building and get that great job. Absolutely. And a lot of times public companies and larger companies are a little bit easier because you can look at their sure you, know, you can look at their financial report you can look at their you know global leaders report of what they're focusing on for 2016 and 2021 and things like that so those are the types of detail that are more important than just going on the website and saying oh your company looks like it's really fun to work at so <laughs> dig a le- a little bit deeper than that um, and it will kind of you will you know, kind of stand above the rest. And so, you know, you said update your resume. Does this have to, I mean, you know me, you've known me long enough to know that I, I hate the resume. I think it's like the worst thing ever, but I know why we need to do them, but the, there's much like the business card. It really doesn't tell an actual story, just like a first interview. You may just be really good at interviewing and terrible at working. Right. Right. Um, yep. Is this something that most recruiters are looking for a physical resume or is a LinkedIn profile that's up to snuff and 100% done as per the gamification of that thing? Is that, does that still qualify? I think that absolutely qualifies. And I think that, you know, a lot of companies, especially progressive companies are leaning more towards the LinkedIn profiles. Um, I'm certain that you still have to have a resume on file in your application just for, you know, for legal purposes. But I will I will say that if you are going to have a LinkedIn profile, make it complete. So that's adding a picture, adding your experience, having, you know, any recommendations and making sure that it's entirely full of your education history and your employment history because that's really, really important. Um, a lot of times, myself included, recruiters have about eight seconds to look over your information. So you, wow. you want to make somewhat of a lasting impression, you know. So what do you, in those eight seconds, what are you looking for? So depending on the role, so a little let's, bit first Let's just is, pick a generic sales role, right? Because we have salespeople, lots of people have sales. You're looking for a salesperson. What are you looking for in eight seconds? Eight seconds, I'm looking for you to make a difference. So a lot of people have a really, a lot of salespeople have a really catchy tagline on their LinkedIn profile. And it's more than making a difference or trying to be the world's next bestseller. So a, a really cool tagline in your objective. Um, and then if we're hiring for a you know, a mid-level salesperson, some sort of customer service, customer engagement, um, sales experience. So a quick scan. So, and you also want to just like, you know, a Boolean search would pull up, you want to make sure that you hit on the keywords in your profile that we're looking for. So if you want a job in sales, put sales keywords in your LinkedIn profile that I would be looking for. Sales, customer service, client interaction, new business growth, new business development, because that's how I'm going to find you when I'm sorting through the millions of resumes and people that I can pull. Eight seconds is just, is just crazy. Okay, so you get, you get the call. You've got to go on the interview. You're, you've prepped for the website. You've looked at the website. You've trolled you on LinkedIn. Um, how, how else can you prepare for the phone interview first? And then we'll talk about going forward. I think the phone interview, I would argue that phone interviews sometimes are a bit more challenging than sure. than a first round interview in person just because you have one sense there. You can hear their voice and that's it. So I think the biggest turnoff for me is when you don't, I don't have your undivided attention. So generally speaking, I don't want you to take a phone interview while you're you know, on your way to Target or on your way home from work 
or I can't hear you because your child is screaming in the background. So making sure that you treat it just as you would for an interview. So if that's, you know, leaving to go on a 30-minute break from your um, from your job and going to your car or out to a quiet space or in a conference room, whatever it may be, just treat it very seriously because, again, we have one sense to listen to, and so you really attract to their voice and what they're doing and making sure they're focused. Um, and they're generally halfway simple. So just making sure you do your research, making sure you know you don't ask too many questions during the phone interview because, again, that's just generally speaking the, the HR pass-through of the yes-no to the hiring manager. But right. it's, it's definitely something that you're going to want to nail. Okay, and, and I know this is one of your pet peeves and the one that you'll you'll never let go. Um, but it, I think it's the one that most people looking for a job get super nervous about talking about. So talk to me about how much money I want to make. Because I know that that's like your thing is you want to make sure that they're in the right bucket so you're not going to let that question go. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's really important that you you have an idea that, one, you know how much you make. So regardless if that's broken out into um, salary plus commission or salary plus bonus, whatever that looks like. Um, and I, I get this question all of the time from my family and my friends of, do I roll my total comp into it? And I think that total comp is absolutely fine to roll into it. Um, but if you're asked to break it out, it's import- very important to be honest. And we're simply asking because just very similar to you, if the, your salary expectations greatly exceed what we have budget for, it's it's you don't want to waste anybody's time. So sure. it's, it's, really import- it's a really important question. Um, but I will say on the flip side of that, because most phone screens are just a – quick pass through or anywhere from a 15 to 30 minute conversation it is I think it turns most recruiters off when the interviewee asks about comp I think it's a little early for that because the natural progression of any interview you will have comp information um, and that's why we'll put you in that bucket sure so make sure you are comfortable talking about what you're making and where you want to be Um, and I would argue to never be scared of that um, and let, leave it up to the recruiter to judge if you fit the role in the oh. compensation package. Okay, so you morph into the physicality of the interview process. You're going to do a face-to-face interview. Uh, what am I wearing? And, you know, how do I, how do I figure out the cadence of that? Because, like, to use this office and a lot of collaborative offices, you can walk in and see guys in jeans and tennis shoes and, you know, backwards ball caps or whatever – but likely that's probably not the first impression you want to make, right? Right, absolutely. So I think the, I think this is probably one of the more challenging questions. So you just never know because, again, we have people in sweatshirts and, and baseball caps and we have people in suits every single day here. So I think it's really important, one, if you know someone or know anything about the company to ask, you know, what is the expectations? I think here at MLive Media Group, you're not out you're not out of place if you have a suit on, but you're also not out of place if you have khakis and a tie on. I sure. think a rule of thumb is being overdressed is always better than being underdressed. It, given um, some of the culture differentiations with some of the tech companies, though, is there a moment, though, that you would think if I'm wearing a suit to Google that that might actually work against me? really hard for me to say because I've, I've recruited in everything such as advertising, consulting, and now media. Um, and I would say 
consulting more than anything, a suit was almost required. Gotcha. And this is, this goes for males and females. Um, and here, I, I, I could see that, but I think that always looking professional. And again, I think that if you're interviewing for video production or creative design, it's very different than if you're interviewing for insurance sales. So sure. I think that you right. need to you need to read the culture and maybe that's doing some quick research on the website and watching a few of the videos that that you know of employees during the day that's the best way but if you don't know anybody there you have no idea i would say always look your best and always err on the side of being overdressed than underdressed Absolutely. Okay. And one more question before I let you go. Um, cause I just had this conversation with a friend of mine and, and I shared this with you, uh, looking for a new job, been on indeed on monster on LinkedIn, nothing's happening, getting frustrated. What are some kind of more passive as opposed to really in your face sort of things like pushing out resumes all day long and getting no answers. What are some other networking tips you could do at this time of year to kind of get your foot in the door? I think, you know, I'm a, and I'm a firm believer of this, especially if you, you know, you're in a small area is, is, you know, work who you know. Um, so the holidays are a perfect time. I mean, how many of you are going to be going to a spouse's holiday party or a friend's holiday party? And just saying that, you know, and you don't even have to be abrasive about it. It can say, you know, I really like my job, but I would be open to a new job. I mean, that's how I personally got the job at MLive Media Group. I was sure. I was happy with my current role. I met a friend through a friend. MMG just happened to be hiring and, you know, I was open to it. I was in that 87% that I was just open to a new opportunity. So I would say job boards can work for some people, um, but exercising LinkedIn, especially finding, digging a little deeper. So you see, you can see the person who posts the role. So find out a little bit more about them, message them, you know, privately and, you know, exercise those network networks. So I know Hello West Michigan two weeks ago before, maybe three weeks ago now before Thanksgiving had an, essentially an adult career fair. Sure. Um, and a lot of people, even though the, the purpose was for, you know, trailing spouses or people relocating from West Michigan, but exercising that. So even if you don't fall into one of those buckets, it was an open, free event. So if you're looking for a job, that was a perfect opportunity to meet with Grand Rapids' best and brightest companies to essentially have a first-round interview and talk with people who are making those recruiting decisions. So you can be talking with myself, a recruiter at MLive Media Group, or a recruiter at Amway, and we're standing right next to each other. So making sure that you're looking for things in your neighborhood or your area that allow you to network and meet face-to-face -face with people, because I believe that you, you just need a sales pitch and an, an interview is just like selling yourself. So if you're really good at that, get some face time with someone. Work your, work your network. Awesome, awesome stuff. Nikki Gunderson joining us, the recruitment expert here at the MLive Media Group. As always, if you need anything, eric at mlive.com or jump on Twitter at Polymath and Vine. Nikki, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for having me.